considering not doing the music this week because this isn't a normal edition of the podcast um but because it's not normal times i thought there'd be at least a little bit of normalcy this is the 240th episode of the no proscenium podcast i'm your host noah nelson i am recording this at uh our our kitchen table dining room table i always call it the kitchen table but I'm actually in like the living room looking out a window on a rainy Friday the 13th of March, the year 2020. Um, this is not a this is not a normal week in any way, shape, or form. Um, as we all know, uh, pretty much America's going on lockdown right now because of the uh, COVID-19 virus. The COVID-19 is actually the sickness. Uh the, the real, the virus is like SARS-2 something or other. And I actually think, sometimes I wonder if we had called it SARS-2, would everyone have, would everyone have like taken it more seriously from the start? SARS-2, bigger, badder. Um, the sequel no one asked for, but Hollywood insisted on. Um, so, you know, you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder if certain people would have gotten it. I winked right then. You know who I'm talking about. Um... Talking about a man. Eh, is he a man? Anyway, um, I don't want to get too political right now. I might do a little bit later. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, a few things that we're doing here at NoPro. I want to talk about uh, the fact that we postponed here, which we did a couple of days ago, which the day we did it, people might have been like, wow, they're taking it really seriously. And then the very next day, it was like, boom, 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 boom. And it was just like, nah, we were just watching and had a little bit more wiggle room than everybody else to act, just a tiny little bit. Um, I want to talk about uh, things we can all do together, uh, not just uh, in terms of what we can do to, uh, you know, amuse ourselves, because uh, that's going to be a bit important, but also what we can do on a mutual aid level uh, to keep people afloat, because a lot of the artists and producers in our community are going to be hit very hard by this. Um, the, the world of events as a whole, let alone this niche we're in here, uh, is is going to be negatively impacted. I, in fact, the only people who uh, this this is going to have any upside to, and I'm very cautious in saying that because I, I, you know, it's it it ain't going to be great, and there's still a lot of difficulties. Is um, you know, if if you're someone who has or makes at home VR, uh, you're you're you've got a little bit of an advantage here very tiny advantage here not in the sense of it's it's going to be better than ever for you just that you got to step ahead of everybody else because your thing doesn't require people going outside um and that market of course is still not fully mature yet so that's that's an issue there um uh, yeah there's there's a lot to unpack we're not going to unpack all of it um and uh, there's, you know, there's what, what are the long-term effects on us? Right now, as always, I do want to give a shout out to our Patreon backers. Um, we, we haven't 
uh, gotten any new ones of late. Um, in fact, it, uh, it's been going the other way uh, a little bit this month, more of that in a second. Um, but our sustaining backers are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hanson, Ari Hurston, Sam Kimkin, Sidney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, and Brittany. That's a lot of people. Uh, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people. Wow. Uh, who give us more than 50, 50 or more dollars a month each. Um, I expect this list of names to go down um, because of the long-term economic impacts of this. And so here's the one time I'm going to say this during the podcast. Um, it's going to be rough for everybody going forward in a real way. Uh, we're going to keep making no proscenium. We're going to keep on building the Here Institute. And I'm going to keep on working with the team over at Leia, um, who were primed to come out of stealth mode, uh, literally like between this and next month, uh, before all this happened, um, and are, are going to, to be more than that in a second. Uh, we're talking, we're figuring out what, what it is that we can do. Uh, we will not stand idly by. Um, so yeah, like that's that, that this list I expect to go down. So, um, it's a very awkward time to say like, oh, hey, you know, we're going to need, but um, we were already under $1,800 a month uh, again uh, because some people have pulled uh, and I, and I totally get it. But if you have it in you um, to make that, make that bet on us of $2, I'm asking for $2 now uh, because, you know, when it's $1, Patreon gets like so much of that. Um, two bucks a month. It's $24 for the year is what, is what that is. Um, if you can, um, if you want us to stick around now, there, there's never been, <laughs> there's never been a better time. There's never been a time when we needed it more. Um, because this has been my source of income, this I'm doing here. Um, and, uh, here is postponed. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, and, uh, this, this, I expect a lot of the bigger donors to be, be tightening up their wallets as, as well they should to prepare for the long haul. But if, uh, if everyone who used all our resources just did that $24 a year, did the $2 a month, um, we could, we could forge forward, um, and be ready for when everything comes back. Let's, let's talk about that, where we are in terms of thinking and let's talk about bringing things back. So let's, let's pivot to here. The title of this episode is of course, We'll get there with H-E-R-E, you know, title, you know, for for the there part, uh, because I'm being cute, um, because I can't help but be cute sometimes. Um, All of two people actually think that. Um, It was like the hardest decision. Um, It was an obvious decision at a certain point. And frankly, it for a couple of weeks now, I've been aware that we might get there. Uh, to this point, to where we are now, I was really hoping that somehow <laughs> he'll get political, that somehow the folks in Washington who have control of the executive branch of the government uh, would recognize not the severity of the threat, but the damage to their reputations and their standing and their own financial losses that would incur, uh, and not just focus on what a weakened United States would give them carte blanche to do. 
I was hoping that the former would win out over the latter. And as it turns out, really the latter is going. Um, you know, when they propose cutting the payroll tax, um, which is something they wanted to do for a very long time because that's what fuels Social Security and Medicare. Uh, the, if that's the solution to the current problem, uh, which is, is definitely not the solution to the current problem, uh, getting medical resources out there, preventing the spread, uh, coming up with you know some some tax holidays for people, um, or or some direct assistance for people, that's the solution that'll keep the things going as they are, right? Like that would keep things going as they are. If we froze everything and said, you know, we're taking three weeks off, today is Friday, March 13th, tomorrow is going to be, you know, whatever it is three weeks from now, right? We're just gonna, not even that, no, tomorrow is gonna be, uh, Saturday, March 14th, but that's going to be three weeks from now. Like, we're just going to pretend like the next three weeks don't happen. No one, everything's free or food's half off or whatever the hell it would be, right? You know, just we're going to skip these these three weeks. We're going to act like nothing. That kind of crazy idea, like imperial presidency uh, on steroids, that would be more sensible than... Um, hey, let's cut the payroll tax so that in a year's time uh, we can go, oh, we really don't want to bring it back. Like, it's just been such a burden on everybody. Like, why don't we just keep it gone? And then we'll just cut entitlement programs, you know, because that's what they were paying for. And it's worked out so much better, hasn't it? And it will not have worked out much better. But, like, that's what they're doing. Sorry for the politics. But, you know, I'm not naming names. I'm just illustrating actions and projecting what the intent is here uh, when you see certain things done. Um, again, sorry, but right now it's impossible not to not to be looking at policy because we have to be considering policy. We have to be considering what's going on in, in the macro. Um, so anyway, I was hoping that they'd get their shit together and have this be more like South Korea or like Singapore or Taiwan uh, countries that have all like dealt with SARS and MERS, so they had they had an infrastructure ready. They they had a plan ready to go, and you know you can you can just you know copy paste parts of plans. There are things that they can do in those countries because they have better medical equipment when it comes to like mobile CT scanners, and uh, they I guess China had a bunch of um, there's a there's a great piece on um, uh, the the New York Times health writer. I uh, was on like Rachel Maddow and I saw it. I don't watch Maddow. Uh, I don't watch any cable news, um, but I, I watched Twitter. And so it was circulating on Twitter and he was breaking down like what they have. And one of the things they have in China uh, is because they had a bunch of SARS kind of like clinics, basically like separate entrances to uh, hospitals because they've dealt with, you know, these sudden acute respiratory syndromes. That's what SARS, SARS stands for. If you don't know, um, I forget. So I don't know what MERS stands for, though. I figure respiratory syndrome, but ME is just like, what, what, huh? Um, so um, they, they just have a separate, they have a system. They have an infrastructure in place for this already. Something we've never deployed, never had to do because we haven't had something like this here. Will we get something like that? Yeah. It takes time to build. Um, there's some things that may be happening even while I speak. Apparently the president's speaking and saying what the, I think he's declaring a national emergency. I don't know. That might've been what they wrote for him. Who knows what he's actually going to say. He thinks it's cute to go off message. 
I, I think it's cute to crack jokes. We're wrong. We're both wrong. Um, it's, it, you know, no, no, no. It, it, it's okay to be cute sometimes. But not him, not right now. Anyway, ugh, let's not even go there. Ugh, sorry. Apologies. Uh, my my brain is both more and less focused than normal because of all the situations, and and and, and I, I apologize if you, you want to turn this off. It's fine. I understand. Um, let's focus on what's going on outside this. Oh, it's garbage day. Um, I think so. I don't know. You, you start hearing noises. Um, <laughs> again, kitchen table. Where were we? I'm not going to do the full lesson on uh, how other countries are better sorted for this. Anyway, the point is, I was hoping, hoping that we wouldn't come to this point. But I was also preparing for us coming to this point. So we were working behind the scenes. We were we were talking to the venues. We were talking to the hotel. We were doing everything we could short of discussing it with um, the, the airlines um, uh, to to prep from the infrastructure side on, on here to... Uh, to, to push things forward, to to hold and get things going once everything can get going back. And and that means not that if we get the all clear in like the middle of April that we're going to hold it in May. No, that's not going to happen. It'll, it'll be too hard to pull everything back, right? Like unless, again, miracles are over. Don't expect us to be running this thing in May. We are looking at the fall uh, as like the first window. We're basing this on the fact that, you know, uh, you know, Coachella pushed it back, uh, and and it was it's been doing that. It's been like watching GDC go, watching South by Southwest go. That was a real red line for us. Uh, watching Coachella go, um, and you seeing as things got shrunk down. There was a point where we were talking about, well, you know, we're only seven hundred at the peak, and we're like four fifty. Like, are we really that big? Then when this past weekend the news came out that like the number of cases in Massachusetts doubled because of one medical conference for a single company where it was 175 people at that thing and like 70 cases came out of it uh traced to like three people that was the moment that i knew yo we can't do this we do not want to be a super spreader event if there was a situation where things were kind of tamped down right where if things were starting to turn we i wouldn't want us to be the thing that like broke los angeles but, and we were starting to have, you know, we had issues. We had people were coming in from South Korea. People were coming in uh, from from Milan, from the Middle East, uh, from 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 Paris. And it's like, would they be able to get in? Would they be able to get back? If we couldn't do the international gathering the way we wanted to, and I'm not I'm, I'm not exaggerating here. You know, we had people um, buying tickets from Jeddah uh, like last week, which was. Very exciting and very confusing all at the same time, right? You know, it's like we're like, what is going on? Um, like this is crazy in a great way. I'm starting to do John Henningsen's characters. Um, because you know, I hang out with John like you know in the office. Um, I did it before then, anyway. Um, for those of you who don't know, John Henningsen, uh, he had a character named Lyman, uh, in Speaky Societies. Uh, the Kansas collection, and there's there's a very there's a there's a voice. I'm not going to do it for you right now. Everyone knows, and you you hear, those who know the character, they heard the pitch starting to go that way. Oops, sorry, hit the microphone. Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> if you're not tired of me by now, you're never going to be tired of me. Anyway, things were going really good, and um, the, the the we were going to have this great mix of people. But once it was clear that people wouldn't be able to get out, I was like, okay, look, we're not going to be able to deliver what it is we want to deliver. 
And then there was the questions of, should we have people down in the dressing rooms doing one-on-one pieces? Like, it takes, you get an actor, you get someone sick and they don't know it, they transfer it to the actor, the actor now has, you know, stuff and can maybe shed, um, or it's on the surfaces in the space or whatever, because we just don't know the incubation period on this, right? Like we're in the we're in the first reel of Alien, not the last reel of Alien, right? So we don't really know how that spreads. Like would would that create a super spreader event, and everyone goes home and 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 gets sick and takes it back to their cities and does this like reinfection shuffle? This is like nah, I don't didn't want to do that. We. Um, we had some national press coming, uh, which was very exciting. And I didn't want uh, the headlines or the, the leads for stories to be like, you know, uh, I went to an immersive theater conference in the middle of a pandemic and all I got was this stupid disease, right? You know, like I didn't, I didn't want that to be the story that was being told because that's not who we are. And uh, bless everyone, and I don't mean that in the, the snarky uh, way, but bless everyone at uh, the Hotel Constance and at the Pasadena Playhouse who are committed to getting this thing up and going and got on the same page as us uh, before before we had to make the decision, right? Uh, they were there with the open arms and saying, like, whatever, whatever you're going to do here, you know, this, this is the thing, we're going we're gonna to go with you. And uh, we, we, we know you're making a hard call and the right call, and uh, we're glad you are. Um, not, that wasn't exactly how the conversation went. Um, that, that, sounded, that sounded too self-aggrandizing. But they, when, when we were ready to go, they were ready to go. Uh, and that's, that's what makes this work. And so, yeah, we are going, sorry, I'm like hyper-conscious of my breathing. I'm like, oh, I sound like I'm heavy breathing. It's like, God damn. So hypervigilance. I was, I was a sickly kid. So, you know, listening too much. Um, I, uh, we are committed. We are fully committed to getting us back, getting us back, uh, when the time is right. Uh, and I'm hoping that that time is right in, uh, sometime in the fall. We'll, we'll see exactly what that means. We are going to look, we're going to not worry about uh, making a decision in the next six weeks because we're not going to have a real sense of the scope or the long-term impact until then. But in early May, we're getting back together with the Playhouse and we're going to look at dates. And in early May, we hope to announce the dates, okay, um, and say when we're going to go and get everybody on board and roll. We're working on what the refund policy is going to be right now. We know that one component of it is going to be if people want to float their ticket and leave, leave things in place until we come back, that's going to be an option. We are going to calculate how much we can give back as a partial refund. I will note, I have to note for legal reasons, we have a no refund policy, not in the event of a global pandemic, but in the event of situations like we gave people their ticket assignments and someone said, I didn't get the show I wanted. I don't want to come anymore, right? You know, I don't think any of you would do that, but it could happen. And because 
our budget was formed, 88% of our budget was on the badge sales. If like 10 people did that, the whole event would have come crashing down. So we had no refunds. We did have a, once we activate the wait list, you can sell your ticket, yada, yada, yada. And unfortunately, we never got to the place where we got to the wait list. We had 19 badges left. 19! We were so close to getting to that point. Some people had already asked for refunds. None of those have been processed yet because everyone might have wound up in the same pool. Here is what the math looks like. One, we are floating the deposit to the end. Two, we may not be able to recover the flight money. Luckily, that was not that much. Three, we've had a portion of it go out in the form of staff salaries. That is salary stipends, okay? Uh, that's gone to me, and that's gone to Dino, uh, our graphic designer, right? Dino got a very small amount. I've gotten, um, I've gotten enough to keep me afloat uh, for uh, this period of time. Um, that will carry through. That'll carry through April, at the least, right? So that 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 budget there is is, is locked in right now because there's work to be done. I haven't been paying myself a hell of a lot. I'll tell you what, it's been two thousand dollars a month there. Now you know. That's what I've been paying myself since the start of January. You can do the math, all right? Um, we wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. We wouldn't be able to take the time. Everything would come crashing down. This is what it means to bootstrap, all right? I've been transparent as much as I can be. I'm just going to keep on getting more transparent, all right? Um, for the record, I, I'm scraping by right now, okay? So it's 2000 a month has not been very... Like, 2000 a month plus, plus the Patreon... Minus living in Los Angeles, minus credit card debt, car, you know, mm, that's my personal finances. Short form, they're fucked. Uh, long form, we've been doing what we can. Taxes are due. Not excited. Not excited. Okay. Um, that money's gone. All right. Um, mm, not gone. It's committed. So that means that uh, there's a portion of the overall ticket price that currently doesn't exist, so it won't come back to people. We are going to do this evenly for those who want to uh, claim a partial refund, and that'll be even based on all potential partial, partial refunds, right? So like if a bunch of people float their tickets, that doesn't mean that the rate goes up. Once I calculate the math, doesn't mean the rate goes up because um, we are going to have a policy wherein um, there'll be a grace period. You want to float your ticket starting now and up to, it's probably, I'm talking out my butt here, it's probably going to be a cutoff of like three months before the dates, right? So whatever date we have, roll it back three months, that's the commitment date. You will be able to claim a partial refund up until that time, okay? After that time, if you've floated your ticket, you're committed. It's just like normal. It's like you bought your ticket and you're in, all right? For those who claim partial refunds, um, we're looking at, you know, there's going to be some math around, well, is your, space con uh, is your space locked in? Your price will be locked in. I will guarantee you that right now. If you bought a ticket for $500 and you ask for a partial refund and you get the partial refund and then we get back going and you decide, hey, I want to come 
And if you decide I want to come, um, I'm going to keep myself from saying something. What I want to say is at any time, I want to say that. I'd be dumb to say that. But there will be a period of time where um, if you say that, you will still be able to get your ticket back for the initial price. So if you bought your ticket at the $500 price, your ticket's gonna cost $500. If you bought at the $600 price, your ticket's gonna cost $600. If you got a subsidy, your ticket is $200. If you got a scholarship, congratulations, you still have a scholarship. Everything is locked in place. Now we're gonna fundraise now, between now and then. And it might not be easy, global recession, anyone? It might not be easy, but we're going to fundraise. And what we can do within reason to close the gap for everyone, we will do. We will also, and I will commit to this right now, if we get to the point where we get through and we activate the wait list, the people who have partial refunds Right? Like we, we clear that. We're going to treat all those tickets like they were sold. Once we get to the point where we're selling more, okay, anyone who took a partial refund, we're going to start building that pool back up and we're going to distribute evenly until it's all balanced out. Now, I know at the same time that some of you are not going to be able to reclaim your flights some of or your lodging, okay? I want you all to please track that. I want to know what the economic impact is on everyone, okay? Because if by the grace of the powers that be, someone insanely rich, Jeff Bezos, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Comes along and says, wow, what an amazing job you all did. Or, you know, if the MacArthur Foundation comes along, I mean, like, you're not supposed to campaign for the Genius Grants, but, like, I could freaking use one right now. Um... I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm saying I'm desperate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, if we get a windfall, you get a windfall. Because you took a risk with us. You bet on us. You bet on me. And when you bet on me, I bet on you. So that's the, that's the long version of, yo, I got you as much as we can. I got to pay the rent, but I ain't expecting to pay the rent any longer than I was planning to as it was, all right? Which is why people still need to give the Patreon. Um, that's the way it is. That's the plan, okay? That is the plan. And if it all goes golden for us, it goes golden for you. I know there will be some people who really need all of it back, particularly because it's going to get nasty, all right? Our fortunes and your fortunes are tied together. And again, if the fundraising goes well, we will not be deaf to your needs, okay? Do what I can. Do what I can as much as I can. Um... And I think we all know that we're all in that, which is a good pivot to what else in the wider world? That's here. That's the here community. And for those who aren't part of that, I'm really sorry. I hope that that's maybe a bit of a standard for folks. And, you know, look, I want to step back for a second. Like, 
there's a lot of conferences that aren't giving anything. Okay, South by a few others, they're just not doing any refunds because they can't. And from a certain point of view, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not made of money. I'm in shared housing, man. Um, so I hope you understand where we stand. And I know where you stand. So how are we going to use our platforms going forward? All right. What, what comes next? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Ooh, ooh, branding. Um, we have this, uh, we've got, for those who don't know, we've got a few platforms. We have everything immersive on Facebook. We've got the no pro Slack and the teams are doing an amazing job there. Uh, we now have a COVID-19 channel on the no pro Slack that has been tracking show closures. I don't want to talk about that in a second. Um, and we uh, are starting to put in some of the resources we've been finding, right? So I want to flag that Michael Young over at Disney, he posted in someone's personal thread uh, this list of COVID-19 resources. It's something that I've also seen Will Cherry spread, who's part of our team. And we've now popped it up further in the COVID-19. And I will link that here. It's resources for freelancers who are being negatively impacted financially by this. There's a whole bunch of links, okay? And we haven't dived through and haven't cherry picked it out yet, but we're going to we're going to do that um, as soon as we get the moment to do that. Um, there's That's been surfaced in that COVID-19 at the Slack, and it's also been surfaced on everything immersive. Uh, we encourage you to add to those resources, right? That's what mutual aid is about. First, it's information, okay? Do vet your sources. Bad information is toxic in this environment. It can hurt people. It can irrevocably hurt people. So... Be mindful when you post stuff right now, okay? It's super important. You know, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay, you know, to to ask people to vet something. But, like, you know, be, be sure. And, you know, corporate media is going to, you know, make mistakes too. Uh, but, you know, my favorite sources are always PBS, um, your local NPR affiliate, tend to do a pretty good job. NPR usually does a pretty good job, too. I shouldn't throw too much on their bus. They're, they can be a little timid for my taste uh, at times. Sorry, old co-workers. It's true. You know it. You know it. Um, the BBC, although they're not really concerned about America right now, um, and that's kind of who I, you know, I'll turn to Vox. They tend to have their shit together, you know. Um, I've got some friends who've worked there over the years, and, like, it's, you know, pretty pretty solid. Um and, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, who I ironclad trust, like that's my first circle of trust. Um, and, you know, other things beyond there. And then, you know, what we shouldn't trust at all. But we don't need to say those words. Um, so be mindful when you're sharing about any of this stuff. We're not going to have either the COVID-19 thread um, uh, or the uh, or the EI threads about this stuff, either on Slack or on EI. We're not going to get into medical. We're not going to get into personal stuff. This is merely going to be about financial impact because I will not have us be a source of that. You got your Facebook and you got your Twitter for, for doing all the other stuff. If you want to ask me personally what I'm doing, you can ask me personally what I'm doing, what I think, you know. Just know I'm, I'm in a slow turnaround when it comes to DMs at the moment. Like, you know, people people who can DM me on the regular, you know, you know my pace as it is. <laughs> Not great. Uh, it's worse now. And But those people, of course, you know, inner circle gets priority. Sorry, that's reality. That's life. Um, we will continue to 
find more links, more resources. Um, the folks over at Leia, uh, that squad, and I, we're having a call later today uh, because we know that that's, you know, we, we, hey, um, this is our community and it's being impacted. What are we going to do? So we're going to talk about what we're going to do. We're going to prepare some stuff, hopefully. Um, we can't, we too are just a bunch of broke producers and artists, so we ain't going to save everybody, but we're going to do what we can actively as part of the community. We are all in this together now. We really, really are. And there is, there's a spirit that comes forth in such times, which enables us to share and pull together and help each other out and keep things moving forward. And there's going to be a time when these lockdowns are over. And I want to say, and I kind of wish I had led with this, we're 30 minutes in, and I'm sure most of you are not listening anymore. So here's a treat for those of you who stick around. I want to say that I am so proud to be part of this community, that I am so glad to see people taking responsibility at great cost to themselves. Everyone who is postponing a show right now, everyone who is reaching out to help other people, even when they know their own jobs are in danger, every single one of you, you are what makes life itself livable. And we are so lucky to have you be part of our lives on the regular. All right? It's been so heartening. I know there are producers out there who are looking at this and who are locked into contracts and are having issues with venues and are worried about the financial stability of their actors. And that's not wrong to be worried about that. And I know there's a lot of appeals from nonprofit organizations for folks to let the tickets ride. You know, I just did the same thing too. And that's all well and good. But remember, when it comes to the whole idea of bringing people together right now, for this slice of time, while we don't have the standards in place to do that smartly and safely, people are smart to just take that step back and do the social distancing. Why? So we can get back to the lives we had faster. It's never going to be the same. Our generations are changed forever because of this. Forever. We're not going to behave in exactly the same ways. There are massive questions about how we do what we do when we now know that a disease like this can pop up. But I'm also going to say, a disease like this could always have popped up. This was inevitable. And it's happened before, Spanish flu, right? 1918 epidemic. And it went away for a while and it came back, right? Really, really bad. We have better technology now to detect, to contain, to cure, to treat, right? Curing flu, not so easy. Treating flu, better than it was. Our institutions failed. Our institutions failed. But not our ingenuity and not our will. And what I see right now with everyone making the sacrifice, I see our will, I see our ingenuity. So that's why I have faith. And that's why I know. Like, not believe, not hope, but know that we will come back from this. And we will be smarter and stronger. And when it happens again, and it will happen again, 
Maybe not next year. Oh God, please not next year. <laughs> maybe not in five years, maybe not in 10, but maybe in 50 years, a hundred years, if we're lucky, that the practices we put together now will be what our descendants rely upon to get them through and get them past it, all right? Because I know a lot of people are looking right now and saying like, oh, well, you know, all conferences are going to be virtual now and like we're just going to live in bubbles. It's like humans got a human. We are not going to turn into the spacers from Asimov's Robots and Empire series, okay? That's not happening. It's impossible. If we do that, the species dies, okay? We're not going to have the species go extinct from this. There's some other things out there, but not from this. Okay. If anything, this is dress rehearsal for even more serious diseases. Like if this, if this motherfucking thing had the spread rate of measles, <laughs> I'd be doing this podcast from a ventilator. Okay. All right. Like this is doing, this is like a 2.3 to three person per person spread. Measles is like 18. Okay. It's not measles in terms of the spread. 10 times deadlier than the flu, and that's bad. But it's not measles in terms of the spread, okay? Things are going to change. Things are going to be different. We're going to need to adapt, all right? How can we adapt? There are big questions ahead, and we need to be ready for them. And we're going to, when the all clear comes, there's going to be people, there's going to be some people who are like, Oh God, thank God we can finally get back to it. I can finally see that show. I can finally like feel the warmth of the community again and literally feel the warmth of the community. And then there's going to be other people, particularly people who have not been brought in yet, who are going to look and go, you are crazy. Why are you getting up on people like that? Do you want to catch it? All right. That's the environment we're going to face three, four, five, six months from now. Right. That's the environment we're going to face. How are we ready for it? That's the question in front of us today, all right? I know that you may not have processed, you may not have gotten there yet. That's okay. I wasn't there three days ago, four days ago. I was grieving, literally crying, holding my cat, who's very old now. I don't want to think about that. Talking with my mom, who's got her own medical issues, although we got great medical news this week. So, like, that's, that's oof, thank God for that. I couldn't handle both. So, you know, Tuesday night, crying. Wednesday, resolved. Thursday, when the shit was hitting the fan for everybody else, that's when it was like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do not just to mitigate what's happening now in terms of the impact for everybody so that we have a chance to come back, but what can we do when we come back? All right? That's the question in front of all of us right now. Okay? And it's going to take all of us working on that. That said, we can be stronger than we were before. Okay? Um, that's it for this week. That was 40 minutes. Uh, I do apologize for how all over the place it is. I, I hope that it, for those who stuck around... Uh, you got through the eye of the needle. You got to the message of hope here. Um, if I sound like I'm wired, it's because when a crisis comes, this is who I become. 
Um, and, um, and I hope to continue to be him as long as we need him. Uh, what can we do to amuse ourselves in the meantime? What, what's programming going to look like at NoPro? Okay, so um, that's, that's, that's another question. Um, we're not going to be uh, doing the Newswire for at least a week. It might go longer. We will stockpile it. Uh, once we do turn the newswire back on, we will only be doing newswire stuff for after April 1st. So if you've got a show coming up that you're trying to advertise in the next two weeks, we will not put it on blast. That's our choice. Others may choose. That's on them. I'm not encouraging anybody to go out right now, particularly if you're in a major urban area. It's not. Okay. We're going to save it and save our big efforts and energies for when everyone starts reopening. That's where we're going to need it, all right? And so we're, we're going to be conservative that way, as we often are. I am a very conservative progressive. <laughs> um, we will process some more reviews that were in the queue. Um, we're going to, over on the here side of things, uh, people are like, oh, hey, uh, what about this, what about that? We're going we're gonna to do some stuff online in the next couple of weeks. You know, we're going to find who wants to, maybe some AMAs, maybe some video chats. We're just going to be like finding things to do, mostly because everyone needs something to do. We're going to be keeping our eyes out for ARGs that might be forming right now. Great time for an ARG. Wow. If you if you had an ARG that doesn't involve, you know, in-person contact is a great time. We're going to be looking. We, you know what? Here's something. If people are doing remote shows, I'm going to make an exception right now. Editorial decision. Catherine. Catherine, get ready. <laughs> Sorry, policies being made on the show. If you're doing a remote show right now, particularly if you're doing a reduced price remote show right now, because it's kind of broke. Um, if you're doing a remote show right now, we will put that in the newswire. That's the only thing that goes in the newswire. ARGs, remote shows, at-home BR, okay? There's still stuff to be done. That goes in the newswire, nothing else. There will be no North American or... New York or LA newsletter this weekend, there'll be one Universal No Pro special edition, and there may be a weekly special edition going forward for a couple of weeks until we have this sorted. And that will focus on the remote stuff, okay? And on resources. We, yeah, like we're gonna do everything we can. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna work with our friends at Leia, the here teams meeting next week as well to figure out the alternates, um, what things are going to look like going forward in between now and when here finally happens again, we're going to, going to fulfill some long unfulfilled dreams on that side of things. We, um, we've done the work we needed to, uh, take the steps towards becoming a nonprofit. So here Institute incorporated exists. Uh, it's not yet a 501 C three, we do have a fiscal sponsor now. We will talk more about that in the future once we get the language we get to share about that because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to upset our fiscal sponsor, but it does mean that we're going to be set up in certain ways. Those of you who know what that means, uh, that that's going to give us some strength there. And we're going to be focusing as well on what we can do to help everybody out because everyone's going to need help and everyone's gonna need some funds to bridge. And that means we may be sharing some information about stuff we normally wouldn't be sharing, like, you know, um, moratoriums on evictions, uh, movements to like, 
you know, suspend mortgage payments, uh, movements to like, you know, uh, freeze rent for a while because there are going to be commercial ventures who have rent due on their property and they don't have any income coming in. There's going to be, you know, co-working spaces like that and theaters, all of which are going to need our help. And, you know, we don't have five or six eccentric millionaires running around in our community who can just make that stuff happen. So um, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of changes around the nation. So keep an eye open for all that. Um, the best place right now, bar none, is the NoPro Slack. If you're not a member, that's the thing to go join. You can find links to that all over. It is bit.ly slash NoPro Slack. I think you have to do capital N, capital P, capital S because Bitly is weird. But you can also find those links on every post we do at NoPro. It's over at EI. It's listed out right now. I'll probably reiterate it. It's definitely in these show notes. So if you found this, there's a thing you can click on. Um, look. Um, I'm neither optimistic nor pessimistic. I'm just determined for us to get through this and for us to be stronger on the other side. And in my craziest fights of fancy, for us to become an exemplar for the rest of the events and entertainment industries as to how to handle and weather this crisis. Okay? If we are lucky, if we are extremely lucky, the worst of this will pass over us in a few weeks. Don't think we're gonna be that lucky, but hey, Clearly, all bets are off in 2020, so let's not assume anything. Let's just look at the facts as they roll in, gather information, leave our biases at the door, and take appropriate action where necessary, okay? So, get ready, because it's going to be a wild ride. And honestly, I'm glad that you're here with me. Accidental branding again. Wow, man. Not intentional. Okay. Shutting up now. This has been the No Persinium Podcast, episode 240. I've been your host, Noah Nelson, the founder and producer of No Persinium. Our executive editor is Catherine Yu. Uh, Shoutouts to the rest of our team. The music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. The sustaining backers of No Persinium... Thank you so much. Our Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F. Lonnie Hanson, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, Sydney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, and Brittany. Again, if any of you have any issues, I understand. We do need your support at patreon.com slash no proscenium, and there will be other ways to support us coming down the line. Please, please, please. Uh, feel free to join the conversation at the No Pro Slack. It's uh, the center of my social universe right now, so I'm lonely. <laughs> Come down. bit.ly slash no pro slack, each word capitalized, no uh, spaces. Again, link in the show notes. Be good to each other. Be kind to each other. Ask clarifying questions. Be mindful of what you post. Wash your fucking hands. Saying that to myself as well. 
These are all, these are all things I got to remember. <laughs> Sharing my own little mantra for me with you. And until next time, well, you know. <laughs>